people changed hats here. All right. Can everyone hear me this morning? All right. Good deal. So, this morning we're going to discuss being made to worship. What are we made for? All the things we've been, we've been learning about. Well, today, we were made to worship. Um, it's, if you don't understand that, just kind of stop and think about your life um, and, and all the things that we do throughout the day. I've, I, as I've gone through this, I've started thinking, yeah, I see some, some things there. But I want to, um, I want to start by reading... John 4, 23. Um, so the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. So like right, we can see right there, that's, that's the desire of our God. He's seeking us to worship him. And um. Like I said, we're, we're made to worship. If we're not worshiping God, we're worshiping something. It's just, you can see it throughout the Bible. You can see it throughout the world now that all of a sudden we're distracted and we worship something. Whether it be a golden idol that's, um, that we worship. We worship, we give our worship to something or someone. Um, sometimes it's people. We worship famous people, and we're, we're, we're worried about what they say. But we truly were, are made to worship. Um, so I want to talk about the, the who, what, when, where, why, and how of being made to worship. And that sounds like a lot of things, but it's really it's not a whole lot, because some of them are real short. Like the very first one, who? Who were we made to worship? That's a very simple answer. We were made to worship God. Like I pointed out, we, we give that to other things and other people, but God is the only one that we were made to worship. And it says in, uh, in Exodus 34, 14, For you shall worship no other God, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. So he says right there, early on, he says, um, Actually, I'm, uh, you can only worship me, and if you don't worship me, I'm going to be really upset with you. So he's jealous. He's, I mean, we, we sang uh, last week, he is jealous for us. And that's, we, that's all with the, the love. He, he wants our love, our adoration, our worship. So that's pretty simple. That's the who. We worship God. Now what? This one can get a little, this, this is a little bit more, I've got a little more meat here. What is worship? Um, I think we kind of have, everybody has an idea or a thought of what we think worship is, and I'm not saying that you have a, a wrong sense of what worship is, but um, I thought it'd be a good, good thing to start here um, with the definition of what worship is. So from Webster's Dictionary, worship is to honor or show reverence for as a divine being or supernatural power, to regard with great or extravagant respect, honor, or devotion. So there's a lot of key words there showing reverence um, and it's to something greater than us what's more greater than us than our, our Lord God 
the creator of us. Um, extravagant respect, not just respect. I mean, I think we, we all respect or somebody that we respect, but I don't know I've ever given extravagant respect to another person. But God is worthy of our extravagant respect. I don't even know what that really means, extravagant respect, but it's got to be big. <laughs> Honor and devotion, all right? We should be truly devoted. Our lives should be devoted to our God. We should show him our honor. He's worthy of it. Now, <clears throat> we think um, worship is just a part of church. It's a part we come every Sunday morning, and that's part of our service. This is a worship service. And that's true. Um, maybe... Or, like, worship is music. It's worship music. There's worship bands. And that, that's true as well. But it's not just a part of a church service. It's not just a type of music. Um, and a lot of times we, we link together the words praise and worship. We're going to enter into a time of praise and worship. So I wanted to hit on that because that is very, they complement each other very well, but they're not the same. Um, praise is not the same as worship. And I'll define that for you here <coughs> as soon as I get a drink of water. So praise. Praise is an expression of approval or admiration. So we can praise, we can give our praise to somebody else. That's okay. Um, we give our kids praise. Oh, he did such a good job. That's okay. We praise our, pet, our pets a lot. Probably give them the most praise. Oh, you're so sweet and good. Such a good boy. So that's, that's giving praise. Anytime we find, we, we see something good that somebody did, and we want to acknowledge that, we're, we're giving them praise. Um, worship is an expression of adoration and reverence. So again, we're, we're talking about being reverent here. It's, it's not something crazy. Um, we're, we're, we're reverent to this, this holy being. But you can see there's two distinct differences in the words here. For when praise, we discussed admiration, where I admire something that somebody did. Um, in worship, we're showing adoration. So we adore. And they, like, several several um, lyrics in the songs that we sang talked about adoring God. And you can think about that like, <clears throat> I, I admire a great number of you out here. There's a lot of people out here that I admire, but I adore my wife. Um, I'm not going to show you the same. I adore you too. I'm not going to show the same sense of love for just somebody that I know casually opposed to somebody who I've pledged to live my life with. So there's, there's the difference, and we should have that same type of feeling towards God. We can, adult, we, can, we can admire a lot of different people that he's the one that deserves our adoration. And so turning that type of, of thing, that's, that's the difference between our praise and worship. Praise sometimes is often uh, thought about with singing and happy and dancing. Um, not saying worship can't be that. You can, David showed us that you can dance in worship. He was kind of told that was wrong, but he said, I can do what I want. This is worthy. What I'm doing right now is worthy of God. 
And so sometimes your worship may look like dancing, but I, I, there's a, a difference of this reverence. Sometimes dancing might not be considered reverent. And so the praise, happy singing, um, worship, more reverent, showing that adoration. We often think about kneeling, falling down. Um, I think that you can get a, a glimpse of this. Thinking about worshiping uh, or, or how uh, it's portrayed of monarchs, kings and queens. People come and kneel before the throne. I mean, it's the exact same. We worship King Jesus. And um, that same type of thought, that's what should be in your head. We should come and be before the throne of a king. But only God is worthy of that. So when, I'm moving right along here. This may be a very short message, so y'all might be in luck. So when, we've talked about who, God, and what is worship, but when do we worship? Right now. We, were, we, just, had a, we just did some worshiping. I know I did, um, and I could hear you singing this morning. It was, it was so lovely. I, were really, I felt that this was a house of worship truly this morning. And so we, we come Sunday mornings in anticipating worshiping God but I mean I don't have to tell you that shouldn't be the only time that you're thinking about worshiping and I've done a lot of thinking as in, in preparing this and and learning more about what it is to worship because I've, I've had to kind of I've been educating myself but through all this it kind of put me in a different frame of mind that we should worship all the time. And if we look, um, look in Revelation, and I, as I, I also thought, I don't know what draws me sometimes to Revelation, because I don't spend a lot of time in Revelation, but um, there's a lot of really good stuff there. And I think last time I was up here, I read a verse from Revelation. But I want to read, um, just kind of bear with me, this is Revelation 4, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 11. So after this I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven, and the first voice which I heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne stood in heaven, with one seated on the throne. And he who sat there had the appearance of Jasper and Carnelian. And around the throne was a rainbow that had the appearance of emerald. Around the throne were 24 thrones, and seated on the thrones were 24 elders, clothed in white garments with golden crowns on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning and rumblings and pearls of thunder. And before the throne were burning seven torches of fire, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was a sea of glass like crystal, and around the throne, on each side of the throne, are four living creatures, full of eyes in front and behind. The first living creature like a lion, the second creature like an ox, the third living creature with the face of a man, and the fourth living creature like an eagle in flight. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings and full of eyes all around within, and day and night they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is to come. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, 
the 24 elders fall down before him who is seated on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne saying, Worthy are you, Lord, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they exist and were created. So when do we worship? Well, if we're getting ready for heaven, we should worship constantly because that's what's happening up there. They never cease to declare how holy God is. And it says when they do that, those elders cast their crowns before them. And since they never cease, then they're constantly doing that. We should never cease to worship. But I do know for myself that that seems like an impossible task as a human being. But being conscientious that that is the desire of our God. And like I said, as I've, as I've dug more into what worship is, it's made me more aware of when I'm not worshiping. Um, and taking those moments to stop and turn and focus my mind and try to get back in that worshipful mindset. It's, like I said, it's, it, it's nothing to get down on yourself about because we are human. And for, like, it makes perfect sense that Satan would not want us to worship. So that sin nature within us should, should focus on other things aside from God. But if we are consciously thinking about how wonderful and magnificent God is, then it's easy, it's easier to get in our mindset. And I, I, I look out the window now because I say as, as we are reminded of that, it makes me think there was a couple years ago where I'd gotten some news from back home that I didn't particularly care for. Um, and it kind of put me in a sense of a pity party. Like, why, Lord, why is, like, this doesn't seem right. And, and I kind of was down on, like, this isn't, uh, why not me? And why, why this person? And all, all these things going through my mind. But at the time, I was walking from uh, KBM's upper campus to lower campus. So I'm going down the hill there. Any of you that's driven through our campus. And in that moment, of really, I was kind of in despair. I looked up. And if you know, looking out over Mission Beach, out that way towards Woody Island, on a beautiful day, it's just, I mean, it's magnificent. Because you've got the ocean and the mountains and all of the things, the eagles soaring around. You know, it's just the, the perfect picture. Um, Kelly thinks of that's what all of people that write songs about being on eagles wings must have been here in Kodiak. Because it's man, this is what God was thinking about when he said, I'll lift you up on wings like eagles. But I saw all of that in that moment. And I like, instantly had this sense of like, well, um, I gave you this. This is for you. All that other thing that you're worried about is nothing. I gave you this. Look at what I did. I created this. And I knew in that moment that that was a time I, I stopped right there and entered into a time of worship because 
that's what God had for me. And so I took a, there was a moment, I was in a bad spot, but those thoughts could instantly be turned to worship. So I encourage you through this, through the rest of your life, constantly try to stay in worship. When do you worship? Constantly. God is worthy of that. So who, what, when, and where is next? Where? Well, again, we worship right here every Sunday morning. We're glad you're here, and we welcome you to come back next Sunday, and we'll do it all again. But where do we worship? Well, I just told you a story about worshiping, walking down a hill on a little gravel road. We can worship any and everywhere. Now, sometimes that might be uncomfortable. I happened to be at that time in a spot where I was by myself. Nobody else was around. It didn't matter what I did. I could stop. I could have, it didn't matter. But sometimes, even sitting here amongst our, our brothers and sisters, it's a little bit uh, scary, maybe, to get outside of, of yourself and enter into that time of worship. And so, if, if you get that feeling, that desire outside of church, maybe at school or at work or at the airport or on the plane, I've done quite a bit of worship on the plane here recently. <laughs> the more I fly, the more I'm like, eh, I don't know about this. But uh, it is a good time. It brings you closer to God, that's for sure. Um, so, but it's, it's upon us to let go of that, that sense of worry, that sense of fear, because that's not of God, and that can't take us into a place of worship. But I now encourage you that when you feel God there, because he's there every moment of your day, but when you feel him and you feel the urge now to worship, please do so. Please do so wherever you are, however you are. Because, again, he is worthy. So where do we worship? Everywhere. When do we worship? All the time. You see, see where this is going? Worship's actually fairly easy. Why? Why do we worship? Well, I've said it over and over now, I feel like. He is worthy. He created us. He gave us life. And if that's not worthy of worship, I don't know what is. I mean, I'm thankful to my mother because she, I feel like, oh, my mother, you're so great. You gave me life. But actually, my life came from the Lord God Almighty, and he is worthy of my worship. I don't have much else to say about that. Like if, if you can't fathom that, then we need to start back over. But he is worthy. He is the creator of everything. So how? How do we worship? And this can, I think we could have a huge discussion about how to worship. We won't do that this morning, but... Um, I just want to give you some thoughts of how to worship. I'll share for me personally. I worship the greatest through music. Um, not always just doing music, but because it speaks to me so much, that's I have this strong desire to share that. But music in itself... Lyrics aside, just music um, invokes something in me, emotional. 
And I think through those emotions, like those, those human emotions, God uses that to draw me into a place. I can, become, I can hear a song and become completely broken. And it's in that place where I can enter into true worship. And so I, I, everybody has that thing that takes you to that place. Maybe it is music for you. Um, but you'll know, you, you will know that thing when you feel it. I can feel, um, I just feel a sense of the Holy Spirit wash over me. And different times dictate different things. The unfortunate part sometimes in leading worship is in those moments, I'm, I'm, I'm moved to like extreme emotion and I become speechless. Or I don't have any words, which God doesn't need my words. He doesn't need my words. Um, but I know then and there that, that I've, I've truly entered into that place of worship. Um, I sometimes, to combat my emotional things, I, I, I sometimes can't look at people during that time. I can't make eye contact. So if you, if you ever notice that I either look down or I look up, try not to see people, which that sounds, that goes against all the things that, that you learn for being on stage. But, and so that I can keep myself composed. But I, 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 seem, I, te- I tend to have this, uh, I fixate on a spot. And like that's, I don't know if I see that's where God's in that place. But I, I, I can just asphyxiate on a spot. Sometimes I close my eyes, sometimes I don't. I don't always raise my hand. Some people raise their hands, you'll see people. And all of these are just things that I think are, are, are what you feel. Um, the one thing about it is that Sometimes the acts of worship are, are thought to be learned behaviors. And I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing because I think it's okay to learn how to worship. And so you may have seen somebody do something and then start doing it. But I don't necessarily believe that that's you copying or, mem- you know, like, oh, this is how you do it. Sometimes seeing somebody else gives you the okay. Like, I was feeling like doing that, but I wasn't sure about it, but they did it, so it's okay. It must be okay. And so don't ever be hindered, like, I don't, I can't copy them. If if the Lord deserves you to raise your hands, then raise your hands. Um, if the Lord wants you down on your knees, and by all means, even though I've said, please stand with us. If the Lord calls you on your knees, please go to your knees. All of those, all of those things are, are acts of worship. And what I would say through a worship service. Now, there's other acts of worship where I say we can continually worship because you're not always going to be just like drop down on your knees in the middle of Walmart. God also, he, he, he gets worship from when we serve others, all right? I don't know if you've ever thought about that. Some, God loves and he adores us more than anything. And so 
for one of us, one of his own, to serve one that he adores is just a reflection. It's worship back to him. It's showing that honor. I honor you, Lord, so much that I would serve this person that you adore. Now, here's the easy part. You don't have to worry about who God adores because, he, like I said, he adores us all. So you just choose somebody that you want to serve, and you will be serving one that God adores. We can worship through our giving. We give, we give everybody an opportunity every Sunday morning to, to give, and that, that is an act of worship. Again, we're, we're, we're showing honor. We are, are honoring God through what he has given us and returning it back. It's just, it's a, it, all, it all works together. But some people don't think about those types of things. Like We get hung up on this, the worship is the music and, and the hands and, and the singing, and it is all those things. But there, there are all these other elements of worshiping. But to tie it all together, kind of laid some things out here, but to tie it all together, I think it was best said, uh, there was a quote by Chris Tomlin concerning worship. He said, "We're worship, it's where God isn't moved by the quality of our voice, but by the condition of our hearts. And you can replace the word voice with Whatever it is, however you're choosing to worship. He's not, con- uh, he's not concerned with the quality of our clothes. He's not concerned with the quality of my job. He's concerned with the quality of our heart. So in the end, it doesn't matter if you choose to raise your hands or fall on your knees or in certain churches run around the aisles some people will worship with by picking up snakes. <laughs> Mr. Johnny and I have talked a lot about like that. <laughs> We've even discussed, would we pick up a snake if there was a snake offered to us in the, and we're in that moment of true worship? And I don't know. I don't know because you do weird things. Anyway, that's a whole other story. But it doesn't matter what you choose to do, how you choose to worship. It means nothing if your heart is not in the right place. So now I want to invite the worship team to come back up here. And we're going to, I want you now to prepare yourself to enter into another time of worship, okay? And if you maybe are now thinking, I haven't been able to truly worship because my, the condition of my heart wasn't in the right spot, I want to give you an opportunity now to change that. We're, command, we're, we're told throughout the Psalms to come and bow before the king, bow before the throne. Well, now I want to open up the altar here. And if you have anything that you need to come and bow and lay before our God and king, this is your time to do so. Oh
Please stand with me now. We fall down, we lay our crowns at the feet of Jesus. The greatness of mercy and love at the feet. Oh, 
again, thank you so much for being here. Go throughout this week and try your best to never stop worshiping our Lord and God. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this day. Lord, thank you for being with us here today. And just pray that you would strengthen each and every one of us and command our hearts and souls and our minds as we said into the world, Lord. And that you would ever be on our lips. Your name would ever be on our lips. And that everything we do, Lord, is an act of worship that points straight to you, Lord. And that it is seen throughout the world. Lord, we thank you so much for the sacrifice made on the cross. And it's by that power that we pray. Amen. Before you go, we've got a few announcements. Mm -hmm.